0: You're listening to The Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 156. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 156.
1: You're listening to The Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith.
0: Baby Cakes! Hey, wife! You ready to talk to the audience?
1: I am. I'm ready to audience cast.
0: <laughs> I love little new little names for them. that's a good one i like that
1: i like the audience
0: yes so we are in full effect here in joy junkie studios yes we are and uh we have an awesome topic today which is how the hell to speak up for yourself with your family Mm. and i've been talking about this a lot lately i did a free workshop you know a while ago and we talked a lot about this about how how do we actually have challenging conversations? How do we deal with offensive things that are said to us? And how do we deal specifically when it's our family and it's yeah. all fucking awkward? So
1: yeah, you're right.
0: We're gonna dig into that. I'm excited. You how are, how are you feeling today, Smith?
1: I feel pretty good. Yeah, feeling good. I'm on vacation. Yeah. So uh, I'm chilling. Yeah. I'm in uh, I'm in chill mode.
0: Yeah, I'm Chilbo, Chilbo Baggins. Chilbo Baggins. Chilbo Baggins. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I am... It's been really cool to see you just chill out.
1: Yeah, it feels good.
0: You're such a hard worker. Thank you. But you know what? Somebody was asking me what you call me, like nickname-wise. Like that oh, I, I got a bunch of them. I call you Mr. Smith most of the time. Yeah. But I call you... I thought that'd be kind of a funny thing to, to talk about for a second. Like, I call you... Mr. Smith, or we each call each other babe most of the time. Babe. Piggy. Baby cakes.
1: Baby cakes.
0: I call you baby cakes a lot. Yeah. Or
1: baby doll. We both do. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we use quite a bit.
0: But I'll say, like, baby doll, will you hand me that? You know. That's cute.
1: But you I am far from a baby doll.
0: No, you're huge.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: what a huge human.
1: Yeah, it'd be a very large baby doll.
0: If you guys didn't know, like, our difference is hilarious. Just go to Instagram and you can see pictures of us. Yeah. But... I'm 5'1 and a half, which I will always take that extra half.
1: And I'm 6'5. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so there's a, a bit of a difference.
1: A bit but of a difference.
0: Anyway, before we jump in, I don't know why I side-noted with yeah, that. Yeah, that's but, all right. But it's this it's is your my, podcast. You it's my fucking show. So, <laughs> and it's a no-nonsense show. We've
1: got a great show for you tonight. Let's get right to it. <laughs> This
0: is my chef, and it's a no-nonsense chef. I don't take any crap That's such a good clip, too. Anyway, um, where was I? Oh, oh, oh! So today, if you are listening to this podcast, the day that it airs, the very first day, which is June 20th, 2016, today is last call for the early bird pricing for my latest 21-day intensive, excuse me, called Excuse Me, Your, your badass, badass is Showing, Self-Confidence confidence Edition. <laughs> <laughs> nice, babe. I love that you know and that you're like aware of what's going on in the biz. What
1: kind of a sidekick would I be? That's true. Come on.
0: You're <laughs> that look on your face It's <laughs> like, hello. Yeah,
1: of course.
0: So here's the deal. It's 21 days. It actually ends up being a little bit longer than that. And we cover off three major topics topics that influence your confidence the first we focus on fear and getting rid of our archaic kind of notions of fear like i need to be fearless i need to not be afraid of anything we talk a lot about our physiological response to fear and how we can do something that i have termed fear optimization instead of being fearless actually working with our fear so that we are aware when we're scared of what somebody's going to think of us or we're scared to go get back into the dating scene after a hiatus or we're scared of a job interview and how to feel that but actually take action that is empowering for your life. So that's the first week. Second week is all about investment in what other people think, learning how to say no, learning Mm. how to stop apologizing and over explaining yourself and your positions
1: yeah, you, got I, some you, got some, <laughs> you got some explaining to do.
0: You got some explaining <laughs> to do. You're really messing up my sales. Or don't. <laughs> don't
1: explain yourself. Or don't. You right? don't
0: have any explaining to do. <laughs> um, and then the third week, we, we wrap up with probably one of my favorite, favorite topics, which is a seven step guide post that I have around. Broaching really challenging conversations. So it's all about really, truly having that confidence to give voice to boundaries and telling people no and asking for things from your spouse or your boss or your family. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about it a little bit today, but I really want you to think about... If that is something that you really desire and you want to start creating change, the early bird price, you guys, plus a bonus, I throw in like a bonus audio for you. The whole class is under a hundred dollars. It's ninety seven dollars, so it's like ridiculous, right? Crazy, and you get a Facebook forum for us to all communicate and hang out, and it's tons of accountability, weekly challenges, worksheets, audio lessons. It's pretty packed, but it's really great for people who are newer to this work, because it's not like, you know, I have a bigger program that spans over like 14 weeks, and that's like the deep, deep dive.
1: Yeah, that's so, deep down
0: and dirty. <laughs> deep down and dirty, yo. <clears throat> but excuse me, the excuse me classes are much shorter. They're a little bit easier to bite off. Um, Get your feet wet. They're great for refreshers or maintenance, you know, just continuing to maintain your personal growth. Yeah. But this one specifically caters to the concepts around confidence. So if you are interested, again, today's the last call for early bird rate. So you can get all of that for under a hundy. And you just go to thejoyjunkie.com slash excuse me. Slash, excuse me.
1: Get back your coffee for under a hundy.
0: Nice, babe. Oh, That's yeah. why I keep you right, around.
1: <laughs> yeah. uh, remember when I used <laughs>
0: to always say, like, I'm going to throw in a Shamwell. <laughs> <laughs> If you If you buy right now, I'll throw in a sham well.
1: I might buy.
0: I would buy for shit. Shamwiles
1: are the shit. We use them all the time. We
0: do use them all the time, especially (laughs) because our dogs are incontinent and and pee all over the
1: place. That's a little TMI. little TMI.
0: That's why they're both in diapers all the time. Hashtag diaper dog. (laughs) (laughs) Now that you've like kind of grasped onto the hashtag vernacular, Uh you crack me up with it. That's tweetable, everybody.
1: That's tweet right there. Let me just tweet that.
0: <laughs> let me just, yeah. Why don't you get right on tweeting let
1: that? Me, let me just, wait, let me just Twitter that one.
0: Twitter that one just a little <laughs> bit. Oh my God. Throw it out on the line. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Throw it out on the line. Because I'm not, you're taking the photo instantaneously. You're putting the photo out there on the line online?
0: Yeah, I'm putting my photos out on the line and I'm creating an exchange. Yeah, that's Instagram. But mine's more of a social sharing on the line that's happening. Online. Quick interjection. When you keep saying on the line, you do mean online. Stuart, you don't do that uh, to uh, me. I
1: much. love it. All right. Anyway, so, where are we?
0: So the deal is, if you want in, go now. joyjunkie.com slash excuse me. Totally at your own pace. It's really cool. and uh, And I just want you to think about, too, what that would be worth to you to actually be able to tell your mom to butt the fuck out of your relationship or what the fuck? tell your sister, like, no, you cannot borrow any more money or tell your boss, I'm sorry, I'm not available to work this weekend. You know, to Set actually, them boundaries. what would that be worth to you? You know, and we think about, if it's one thing if you can't put food on your table. Like, I get that. But how often do we go, oh, I can't afford it. And it's the, the last thing you spent $100 on was like a night out.
1: Right. Or. Yeah. No, you're right. Absolutely. Or like a bunch of drinks. Mm-hmm. Or
0: a new pair of jeans. Or a new pair of running shoes. Or something like that. It's like, okay, great. If you don't have it, I get it. And that's why I do free shit like this all the time. Like the podcast and the workshops that I do.
1: People have it. It's just a priority setting.
0: It's about a priority. Yeah. And I might not be your messenger. I don't care. I just want you to value yourself enough To put resources behind your personal growth, period. Whether it's with me or not. All right, all right, all right. Soapbox done. So how about we do? It's a great
1: program. Sign up, y'all.
0: How about if we do a little?
1: Would you rather? Oh, would you rather lose your sense of touch, or your sense of taste? Taste. Taste. Yeah?
0: Yeah. I mean that was an easy one for me because I think first of all no touch means probably no orgasm.
1: Oh, yikes. And I didn't think about that one.
0: And no taste means I'm fucking skinny.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or you're fat because you just eat everything.
0: But I Yeah, eat, that's true because you eat, will, yeah. I eat for taste.
1: Eat for taste. I do too. You know, I was thinking about this one and I was thinking about it because my job is touch. Like, yeah, oh, I couldn't yeah. lose my sense of touch. If I lose my sense of touch, I'm out of work. So I would have to lose my sense of taste. But I love food. Me too. So, like, that's a tough call.
0: But then I'm thinking, okay, cool. Because, you know, I love what I
1: might find another line of work. Just really? Just so I can keep my taste.
0: But touch is also orgasm, babe. I
1: know. I know. That's why it's so hard.
0: Like, I'm, or maybe you... Maybe you could still have an orgasm, but you wouldn't feel it coming on.
1: I, I was thinking more touch, like when you touch stuff. Like, but that's fingers. what
0: ha- I mean. How do you have an orgasm? It touches something.
1: Yeah, I guess you're right. I was talking it's about a like sen- fingers. It's
0: sen- a, lot a lot. sense of touch, a sense of feeling.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But, could, but uh, then
0: I immediately think like, okay, you know, obviously I love whiskey and, you know, I have my whiskey gingers. And I'm like, okay, well, if I couldn't taste it, I could just take a couple shots. be
1: Take some shots and, then and be, get pound And then
0: just be chilling. <laughs> just
1: get hammered. And I
0: don't even have to nurse anything. And I'm just like, I would know like, okay, just take that, take that. And I wouldn't even taste it. It wouldn't even hurt going down.
1: Nice. Yeah, I didn't think about it For me, it's for sure the
0: taste I would lose. Yeah.
1: I think you're right like sense of touch is a pretty important one
0: yeah especially your line of work i mean yeah come on now yeah you're right plus we would be totally svelte because we would not be eating for taste
1: <laughs> yeah yeah it does suck to lose your taste though like strawberries come but on. then
0: how i wonder if you would become emaciated because you would
1: just not need to eat
0: you, you nothing would ever sound good because that didn't even exist
1: yeah you would yeah. only
0: be eating for sustenance
1: it's a deep topic.
0: Right. This is what deep we mind. do here at this.
1: Kind of like what we do on the pod. This deep high sit.
0: this high class
1: show. That's right. That you've
0: got going on here. It's a All high right. class show. So let's talk about how the hell to speak up for yourself with your family, right? The people oh, yes. that make things the hardest for us, I think.
1: Typically, not always, but yeah, you're right.
0: In a lot of scenarios, be, it does because we're also really intimately attached to them. I think that there's also primitive wiring that happens where we just genuinely care what our parents think of us or what our children think of us or, you know, it, it, anyone. I mean, our siblings or, you know, we naturally want, that's our our bond and our in, our instinct is to make sure that we're all together, you know, to even make sure for survival. Good,
1: even if we have a good relationship with our siblings or spouses or um uh, family family or whatever um it seems like there's still room for communication even if you do have a good relationship i mean if you're you know dysfunctional that's one thing but even in good relationships you need these tips
0: well yeah oh absolutely (coughs) but you know what when you were saying that what just came up for me is this is something that's a culture like you have a culture within your family dynamic right so for decades and decades and decades this grouping of people do the same sorts of things and say the same sorts of things to one another at family gatherings at holidays at you know whenever they meet up so you've got this historical behavior
1: interesting yeah you're right
0: And then you all of a sudden start listening to this pod or you get involved into personal development and you start realizing, holy shit, my mom's been throwing me these guilt piles of shit. You
1: start seeing them, yeah. And
0: you go, oh, I don't have to make her like me, love me, approve of me. Just an example. you know. And then we go, oh, wait a minute. I'm allowing that behavior. Mm -hmm. And we don't realize that just because it has always been – does not mean that it has to continue to be. Yeah. And we that's what the tie that we get really stuck in with family is. Like, well, that's just how my family is. If you say that, that's like saying just because they're shitheads, I'm going to have to adapt to them being shitheads. Like, no. Right? right. No. Yeah. You, I hate when people say, well, that's just so-and-so. I'm like, no. If people have fucking character flaws, that's their responsibility to work on and change. <laughs>
1: yeah. I'm
0: not just going to sign up to deal with your shitty ass the rest of my life. No, you need to behave like a a respectable adult. So anyway, I'm getting derailed. All right, so let's talk about. I just get really passionate about it because I think we form these uh, familial alliances and allegiances out of archaic obligation. It's not. It's it's a societal have to, should, guilt trip. When it's like no. If my dad ignores me or is abusive to me, I don't need to stick around just because we're blood.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I just don't buy into that. I've always said, I don't believe blood is thicker than water. I think that respect is. If I don't give a shit, if we're related, if you don't respect me, you're out. Like we need a mutual reciprocal respect for one another period. But we don't think about that because we're not conditioned to believe that. Right? We're conditioned as like blood, sick, and then water. But that's family. you got to stick by your fit. Fa- no, you don't. That's actually a choice.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: How oh, I get worked up.
1: Woo! Woo! <laughs> She's but getting you, sweaty, people. But, but
0: I've seen people who have sacrificed so much for their parents or their siblings because that's what we
1: do. Right.
0: And you think you're being so fucking noble. Yeah. And it's like, no, you're enabling you're being motivated by guilt and fear, and you feel like shit, and you complain about it all the goddamn time. So tell me why that's
1: just what we do. <laughs> I love how you say it. I'm just, I'm, <laughs> that's just what we do. I'm like working, I'm working on Cage. the levels
0: of my voice. You oh, know? you are? You know, because I'm preparing for a show. Right. Right. I haven't, I haven't told the audience that yet.
1: That's right. Well, it's not so fall so yeah yeah time I recently time.
0: got cast in a brand new show so more more stuff about that community theater stuff happening more so. to come so if I get a little thesbany thesbany how would you say that there's thespian like thesbony
1: yeah how do you say that
0: <laughs> it's not even a word but anyway thespianism thespian ish
1: <laughs> thespian like yeah thespianic Thes- I don't Thesbianic. Know. Thesbianic Ooh, I like the <laughs> I, sound of it. I like
0: the sound of it. I
1: don't know if it's the way to say it, but I like it. I like it. I like Let's like go where, with it. I like
0: where your head's at. All right. So first of all, when you're dealing with speaking up for yourself <clears> with your family, the first thing I want you to get really, really clear on are your boundaries and what you will and will not tolerate so if you are like let's take an example because i think this is really what's the most challenging for us is when we know we're going to be at a family event whether it's just a group dinner or it's a holiday or it's somebody's birthday or you know it's just a get together a reunion whatever most of the time when we're going to be with them, and we know that kind of ahead of time, that's where the angst comes in, and kind of the trepidation and the prepping your spouse of what you can say, and not, you know, that's, it's kind of a mess, right? Mm-hmm. So if you can think about, all right, what are the things that I typically tolerate, that I allow from them,
1: mm-hmm.
0: whether it's comment commentary about why you're not married yet or why you don't eat meat or why you aren't eating gluten, or why you're contemplating moving out of the state. If there's something that they really tend to razz you about or give you a hard time about, even if it's in jest, or they think it's in jest, but it really, really bothers you, or it's your mom always picking apart your uh, wardrobe choices, You know, like, why are you dressed like that? You know, Mm -hmm. so what are those things that you tend to bite your tongue and tolerate that really do bother you? And I'm not saying you have a big, like, knock down, drag out fight about it, but you have to understand that you are choosing that what they want and what they have to say is more important than your feelings. Mm -hmm. That's the deal. So you, you get to decide, I'm not going to tolerate that anymore. But you have to figure out exactly what those things are first. And then you have to look at, is there a consequence? And I don't want to get too much into boundaries because we just did a really awesome boundary pod.
1: That's true. So
0: in the show notes, you will find links to episode 153 that's all about boundaries. And I'm also going to link to the Excuse Me class too. So that if you're interested, you you have a a place to click. Sweet. But you have to get really clear about, what am I not going to allow slide anymore? What am I not going to sweep under the rug? Because usually we have, we do one of two things. We either are extremely combative with our family, or what's more common is we say nothing, laugh it off, joke about it, sweep it under the rug, pretend it doesn't bother us and secretly and let it fester and die inside right mm, yeah. and then and then later down the line we have some massive explosion when you can't fucking keep it in anymore right right which yeah. is always healthy for our relationships so healthy so if you know that there are certain things that you are really tolerating go back and listen to episode 153 and get really clear about what are the boundaries that i'm going to establish and what do the consequences look like How would I actually enforce this? And it's just backing up your words with action is Mm -hmm. really what it comes down to. All right. The second piece, if you know that you're going to be around your family or near them or whatever, is to gear up, is to mentally prepare yourself to be around them. Because a lot of times we just go in angsty, frustrated, waiting for them to say what we know they're always going to say so we can either lash back or hide out from them, you know? Yeah, for sure. Instead of getting really, really clear about how you want to behave. So if your brother inevitably is gonna ask you to borrow money, forecast that. You know, like if, if you know these people so well that you know mom is gonna give me shit for being vegan, my brother's gonna ask me to borrow money, Dad's going to ask me why the hell I would consider moving across the country. You know, or whatever it happens to be. Right?
1: Sounds like a sitcom. (laughs) Right.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it pretty much is. Right? That's what sitcoms are made of. And looking at, here's what's likely to happen. And here's how I typically respond. Here's what I usually do. I usually just go drink it away or try to laugh it off and go you know whatever you tend to do and then look at how do i now that i consciously am aware of this aware of what i'm tolerating aware of what i don't want to tolerate any longer who do i want to be so if because we can't change them we can't make them stop asking about money or stop giving you shit about veganism
1: Sure you can. We Why
0: can ask them. We can't make yeah, oh, them. Oh, I see what you're We saying. cannot. It's their choice if they abide by the boundary or not. Right. Correct. All you can do is give voice to it. But in spite of them, no matter how they show up, how do you want to behave? And I find that even, even just a small piece of gearing up, just a tiny bit of focus and attention, even as you're going to bed the night before can really do wonders for getting ahead of things that often sideswipe you.
1: Sure. Absolutely. That's, I mean, that's true with anything in life. You plan, you plan for those things.
0: Right. I mean, we, we recently had a situation where we were uh, driving to see some family and we had a, a a very strong chance that a certain topic was going to come up. And so we just kind of debriefed it on the car there Mm -hmm. and kind of looked at, hey, How do you want to do this together as a couple? Like, if this comes up. And we just kind of geared up. And we said, here's what we'll be open to. Here's what we will not be open to. Right. And here's who we're going to be while we do it. We're going to be super kind. We're going to be super compassionate. We're not going to be make anyone wrong or try to fling guilt their way. And and we were fine. And we totally handled our shit. Yeah. But that little piece of getting ahead of it. Can be so incredibly helpful for sure so asking yourself how do i want to behave instead of what we usually do which is blame my dad is so dumb my mom is so stupid when she does this i can't stand when my brother does this Uh, uh, uh. and the focus is over there right what if you were to switch it to if they are who they are no matter what how do i want to behave so that i'm proud of the person that i am
1: Right. So d- how do you do that? Do you like you ask, reverse engineer it? Or like how do you...
0: Well, th- it's as simple as just asking yourself that question. Okay. And then deciding on... I really like to decide on either a character trait or a focus. Like, here's what I'm going to really consciously focus on being. And for me, as you guys probably know, it's grace and kindness. Right. So I know that... And it's always a hybrid between grace and kindness and assertiveness. I always know that I will be the most proud of myself if I don't let anything slide that's offensive to me. I'm mm-hmm. I, to me that feels like I'm my silence is making me a liar. Right. And I don't believe in that, but I also hugely believe in delivering everything with kindness and grace. So, those are my things that I always kind of think about and so sometimes it'll even be we're meeting with family in a restaurant and I am in the bathroom gearing up thinking about what's your focus today how do you want to behave when you talk about stuff how do you want to talk about it with grace and kindness and assertiveness
1: gotcha okay
0: right so it all the, that's just a mind game it's just a mind so game. it's
1: more of just a mindset
0: a mindset exactly same way if you were like what are you thankful for today right you know and you, mm-hmm. that's you practicing gratitude so this would be a way in which to kind of gear up for how you want to quote show up Right? It's who do you want to be while you're there? And another great way to ask yourself this question is tomorrow or the next day, after the function, after I've seen my family, when I wake up, how do I want to feel about the person that I was? Because mm-hmm. that eliminates everybody else that's from the great. equation.
1: That's that's kind of what I was getting at right there.
0: Right. So, <clears throat> so it depends on like what what lands for you, you right. know, what sort of questioning is more resonant. But I find that when I do that, when I flash forward and say, how do I want to feel about Amy? How do I want to, if I was to go back and watch the movie of myself with my family, what would I want to say about that girl on the screen? Mm-hmm. Like, wow, she didn't take any shit from anybody, but goddamn, she was super kind and articulate and and really compassionate. So it, it's, a lot of it is just conceptual right and it's just kind of thinking through the process right so
1: okay all right cuz i um i'm sorry no go right ahead cuz i was thinking like what do you want the end result to be but you're setting yourself up for failure if you do that because if you don't get that result right then you're you feel bad about it That's but if exactly you just right. keep it in a um in a mindset or in an emotion or in a um a character trait like you said yeah then it doesn't matter what the outcome is on the other side, you've shown up with that mindset or with that emotion or That's whatever exactly right. Yeah.
0: Well, a lot of times when we go into interactions with other people, and I have a whole process of, that I do with my clients and students around this, and excuse me, my goodness, it, and it's called a new definition of success. Because what we typically do is we say, this event will be successful as long as mom leaves me alone about this. Or Uh, this conversation will be successful as long as my partner sees it my way and is willing to work on financial stuff. This will be successful as long as all this shit that I cannot control.
1: Exactly what I was talking about.
0: I can somehow control.
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: And so that's why you cannot set your destination as something that you cannot control. So that's why it's always imperative to look at you are the baseline. You are the common denominator. You are the only thing that you have power over. So if you say this will be successful as long as I handle myself with grace and kindness, I don't overstep anyone else's boundaries, um, I adhere to my own boundaries, I give voice to things, like then you you could check off that box every single time. I either did it or I did not. hmm and then the other piece of that is to give yourself compassion if you fuck up. Because there's times, you know, I've shared with you where, you know, there was a situation with family and they were starting to make some jokes about Caitlyn Jenner, which I am incredibly intolerant of.
1: Yeah, you're very I, sensitive to that. I'm
0: extremely adamant about trans rights. And, and I was in a situation where it wasn't really blatant and... I was really angry with myself because I did not say something and I was kind of involved in something else and it was a conversation kind of outside of me but in that situation instead of beating myself up for not handling myself the way I would have liked I just said okay declare a do-over you get to declare a do-over so now you know if that situation arises again that you're going to put a stop to it and then you just kind of say okay do-over
1: got it Right. Yeah.
0: So it's not about if you're not kind or if you do lose your shit that you beat yourself up. It's just like, okay, cool. That's my trigger. I see how I lose my shit. I see where you know that can really get the better of me. Here's what I'm gonna do next time.
1: That's good. I th- that's a really good uh, tool. I like that. Yeah. hmm
0: Well, thanks. Stick around, Smith. You <laughs> might learn a thing or two.
1: <laughs> oh, I've learned a lot
0: after three years. A lot. Oh my of God. Oh three
1: my God. years. Try eighteen.
0: No, yeah, yeah. Well, almost 19, baby. <laughs> almost
1: 19 years coming up on that. Well,
0: I was thinking pod. A
1: podcast, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. You're right. I've been schooling your ass since
1: 1997. <laughs> <laughs> and vice versa, oh, I might say.
0: Oh, don't get it twisted. <laughs> all right, all right. So number three is to really limit or scale down on your interactions. Mm. Now... This is one of those situations where I really want you to lean into what you can do, because most of the time we go, I can't just not go to my brother's birthday, or I can't miss Thanksgiving, or I can't just say I'm not available, right? Okay, what can you do? Can you hang out more with your cousin who is really more like-minded as you are? Could you opt to not get there and cook together but bring food later so that you don't have to deal with all the ridiculousness that happens in the kitchen where everyone talks shit. You know, it, are there ways yeah. in which you could scale down your interaction with them if they are in fact toxic?
1: Well, that's kind of what you did with the Caitlyn Jenner situation is you scaled back.
0: When Like I just didn't hang out as much? Yeah.
1: Well, you just like...
0: Removed myself Remove from it. Removed yourself from yeah. the
1: conversation, yeah.
0: That's exactly right. And I'm not saying that it needs to be, you speak up about everything. I'm talking baby steps, you guys. Sure. Like, if you're in a situation where every fucking time you're around your family, you leave feeling miserable, frustrated, and depressed, then you need to start making some choices, some shifts, some changes. And... Part of it might be just (laughs) listening to this episode over and over and over again until you get the guts to take one small step. But you've got to take some sort of step in order to alter things and change things. Absolutely. You have to. So if there is a way to limit or scale down, start looking for it. Because our tendency is always going to be, oh, I could never say that. I can't. Oh, I I could never do that with my mom. Or I could never. And it's like, no, you you actually, you can. You're just choosing not to. You just won't.
1: My thing with that is, like, they're allowed to do what they're doing. How come you're not allowed to?
0: Exactly. Right? Like, why do you
1: have to keep taking, taking it, taking it, taking it? Like, right. why, why is that an option?
0: Well, that's what I always thought. Where, you know? I'm, Where I'm like... It, it, like, when people ask things of you, you know, and they're...
1: And then you say no, and then they guilt trip you. It's like, uh, well, you
0: know... Like, maybe to- maybe you should have taken care of your shit so you didn't have to ask everybody. You know what I mean? Like, there's a, there's a piece of, like, giving people mutual responsibility for how they are behaving. Like, come on. Absolutely. You have to own how you behave. They have to own how they behave. Period. And again, just because they're family does not mean you just accept shitty behavior. Right. I mean, period. Period. So, and the deal about it is is that speaking up for yourself is not about purposely hurting anybody. Right. It's about intentionally caring for yourself. That's it. It's not this, like, trade-off. It's either you or me. I'm either a bitch to you or I love myself. Like, no. It's... I can be super kind and compassionate and tell you that that's really offensive when you give me a hard time about my choices to be a vegan or yeah. that I, you know, I'm really excited to make a move across the country and every time you give me a hard time about that 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 really hurts my feelings and I'm going to ask that you don't say that. Right. Like you get to do that as much as they're allowed to be a dick to you. <laughs> like come on. So Exactly. And I know that it's not always easy. I get that. That's why I'm saying Take a baby step, even if it's a turtle step, like something. Tortuga.
1: Tortuga step?
0: The tortuga step. Yeah, <laughs> just a very, very small baby step. And I sound like I'm so passionate and emphatic about it. Like it's easy for me. It is now, but it didn't. Sure as fuck did not used to be. Yeah, that's what I, okay. I
1: remember. I believe me.
0: I, I used to always have to prep Mr. Smith. Like, please don't talk about this. Please don't talk about this. Like, and, and I got sick of it. I got so tired of having to hide who I was and pretend that I believed in shit I did not believe in. And I was done with that. And I didn't really become done with that until I started learning personal development. Mm -hmm. And I realized that what I want matters.
1: Right. That's like key right there in this whole episode is.
0: What you want matters. What you want matters. Period. How you feel matters. Yeah. And what you tolerate is your call, is totally your call. So again, instead of getting caught up in this whole, well, I can't, Amy, but Amy, I can't. You can do something.
1: Yes, you, you can. You can. Yep.
0: Throw it in the trash can't
1: because <laughs> you can
0: okay? All right, so then the fourth and final thing is to really commit to being vocal to actually getting out of your head, to actually saying something. You know, we think that, okay, cool, I'm just, I'm going to accept my mom for who she is, and I'm going to accept my brother, you know, no, 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 You don't just accept people's massive character flaws and things that are extremely offensive to you. Right. They get to have those, but you need to give voice to you. And that's you taking a stand for what I want matters, what I think matters, period. You don't have to get it. You don't have to agree with it. You don't have to think anything about it. But I will be goddamned if I continue to silence myself.
1: Boom. Mic drop.
0: I mean, that was our (laughs) mic drop. Sound effects, right? No, not even. But That is – that, and that's just a simple commitment. And that's what you do when you gear up. So when you're forecasting, like, here's what usually happens. Here's what my brother usually says. Here's what my family usually – here's what my kid always asks me for money and makes me feel really guilty about it or whatever. Sure. Here's how I want to approach that, and here's what I'm going to say. And I'm committed to saying this. And and I've even told people, role play. Role play with your best friend or your coach or your spouse or whoever your ally is. Whoever gets it and understands you, role play. Like, okay, my brother always asks me for money or my mom always gives me a hard time about not having kids yet. Like, really give me a hard time and I'm going to practice using my voice.
1: Don't use the family pet.
0: <laughs> what?
1: Don't use the Don't family use the pet. Family. Yeah, in your role play.
0: Uh, good tip, Mister.
1: <laughs>
0: wow. Um, but yeah, you know, and and though that's a part of flexing muscles that you are atrophying, you know, that mm-hmm. are dormant. That you you do have the capability of speaking up. You just have to practice it.
1: Right, and just like working out, working a muscle. Yeah. You're gonna get a little sore.
0: That's exactly right. <laughs> nice, Smith.
1: <laughs> So flexing these muscles, are you're going to go through some growing pains.
0: That's right. And again, it's knowing that how it lands can be all across the board. Sure. Like your family might be like appalled that you finally spoke up. They might laugh at you and make a joke. They might be really receptive and think it's amazing. All of that is not your business. It's not your responsibility. You cannot caretake for that because the response, the reception is all across the board, sure, right? Your intention is what you are responsible for. So that's what I I always love to say, one of my famous quotes, famous Joy Junker quotes is, you're responsible for your intention, not your reception. Mm -hmm. So I can have the intention of, or the focus, all intention means is like, this is my focus. I can have the focus of self-care or kindness and grace and assertiveness or standing up for myself. And that has nothing to do with me being malicious, trying to inflict pain on anyone, hurting it, none of that. It's, I am, this is what I am responsible for, is being proud of how Amy shows up, period. And some people, the reception is all across the board. Some people are gonna love it, some people are indifferent, some people think you're the devil, some people, I mean, you can't control any of that. That's
1: kind of the epitome of what self-confidence is. That's right right yes that's the whole reason why you have this program the self-confidence edition
0: that's exactly is because
1: that's it is confidence in yourself that's right yeah
0: because we usually go i'm not good enough i'm not valuable enough so i need to have that person like me i need to make that person happy i need to not rock the boat with that person Mm -hmm. because my self-worth is is invested in all of these external things that I can't control. Right. So again, if you're listening to this stuff and you're going, "Holy shit, yeah, I need to really alter my viewpoint on this and I need to start living into it and I need to know exactly what the hell that looks like," then I would really really encourage you to think about excuse me, your badass is showing because this edition, the self-confidence edition is all around Finding that courage to be scared. I mean, that's why we talk a lot about fear in the beginning is because this is fucking scary. Sure. And how do we have that relationship with fear and then move into that place where we actually start giving voice to things? And and again, I go through a very intricate seven-step process to broaching really, really challenging, polarizing conversations. So if that's something that you think would be advantageous to you and you want some support and like-minded people and you want to do it for relatively inexpensive, in my humble opinion, then go to thejoyjunkie.com slash excuse me and you can read all about it. I would highly encourage you to read what other students have said because they're the ones who were in the same shoes that you're in. Yeah, you have
1: some great testimonials.
0: Were there, you know, like you're thinking, really? Well, how the fuck would that work with my dad? Mm -hmm, And how mm -hmm. on earth would I do that with my sister-in-law or my mother-in-law's a nightmare? Or... Go I could read. never
1: do that with so-and-so. Yeah.
0: Right. So did all of my students. Right. You know, they were like, I can't even imagine. But it's baby steps. And it's also being around people who are championing you and telling you, yes, you can do this. And yes, you do deserve it. And that's kind of amazing as well. So get in on the early bird price. Go to thejoyjunkie.com slash excuse me. And I would love to have you. We're we're so full. So we've got a ton of badasses ready to hang out with you. Everyone's scared and it's amazing. And I get scared too. And it's fine. And we work through it. Doesn't mean we can't be courageous. That's right. So, But if not, I mean, if it's not the time, that's fine too, whatever. But put yourself first. You know, continue to work on your growth and development. If I'm not the person for you, that's fine. I'm sure I'm not the person for everybody. But you deserve to have your voice heard. You deserve to believe that your voice is worth speaking. Yes. So, yes. Yes! So, anyway. Preach. I've been getting worked up. Anyway, anyway, anyway. So, I love you guys so very much. If you have not left us an iTunes review, please, please do so. I mean, I'm really not above begging for that because it helps us get much more visibility in iTunes and then more people can listen. Mm -hmm. And, and, oh my God, you guys must have been telling everybody about the pod because our pod numbers Biked in May. Nice. So I just want to th- say a huge shout out to you and thank you so very much. Those of you who are tagging their friends on Instagram or Facebook, like, listen to this show. It means the world to us.
1: Yeah. It, I, I'm so honored that that many people tune in to hear us rant. I know. You rant. <laughs> I know. And me agree.
0: And us talk about like <laughs> poop and hobo poo and tiny rhinos and. That's right. Nonsense. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And porn and funny shit like that. Remember? Yeah, we can cover it all. We cover it all. Yeah. All right. So, huge love to you guys. We will see you around these parts next week. So, here is to loving and living your most badass life.
1: Mr. and Mrs. Smith, Ouch. <laughs>